Hi, I'm Antonio Centeno, and you're listening to the Personal Image System Podcast. Welcome to the Personal Image System Podcast. I'm Antonio Centeno, your host and the founder of Real Men Real Style. In this show, my goal is to help you learn to leverage the science of style to create your command presence. This is a personal image that sends the signal of competence and trust and will help increase your earning power and attraction levels. All show notes can be found at realmenrealstyle.com along with hundreds of videos, articles, and infographics. All right, gentlemen, today we're going to be talking about 10 steps to an amazing first impression. I want you to be unforgettable. I want you to be referable. Why does this matter? Guys, Let's just face it that most people screw it up when it comes to first impressions. They think that they do an okay job. I mean, if you ask them, you poll around, but here's the deal. You don't want to be doing just an okay job. If you do just an okay job, you're really opening yourself up to misinterpretation. And if someone does form a bad impression of you, let's say only 25% of the time. Think about how that is negatively affecting all of your opportunities. And if you're not referable, then in a sense, your network is only people who know you pretty well. And how many people are, I mean, what, 10, 25, maybe if you're lucky, 50 people that, you know, really know you and are looking out for you. I would think that that number is high, but here's the deal. When you're able to go out and create an amazing first impression and you are unforgettable in the sense of you explain to people what problems you solve, who you are, what you represent. And you do this in just a very short amount of time. All of a sudden at that networking event, let's say you're at a conference, they realize they run into somebody who has the problem that you solved. They're like, you know what? I met this guy. I, I don't, I've got his card right here. Forgot his name because people forget names, but they don't forget people that solve problems and that are very clear and concise with how they do it. So first impressions, you know, why, why, again, do they matter? Because let's just face it, they are formed incredibly fast. We're talking just in a matter of seconds. You make a quick determination of, do I like this person? Do I trust them? It's funny how quickly that happens. And I've actually, I'll, I'll tell, share a story at the end about a friend of mine that I had. Now he's a friend, but I initially had a very negative first impression of him. He just, yeah, we'll get into that here, but they form fast and oftentimes they are wrong because most people who are showing up to these events or most people that you meet, they're actually good people. These are people that they want to achieve things. They, they want to go after something, but sometimes they come off as just not very friendly. Sometimes they come off as not very professional. Sometimes they come off and you have no idea who this guy really is and what he's trying to do and what he's going after. Another thing, we stubbornly stick to our first impressions, whether they're right, whether they're wrong, we don't want to change our mind because if you have to change your mind, you are literally admitting to yourself that you made a mistake, that you made a bad first impression. And we don't want to admit that to ourselves. We want to believe that we are really good at this, that we can judge people very quickly. And yeah, I know it's not politically correct. It's not something, you know, we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. And the reality is most of us are not professionally trained to be able to do this. So here are the 10 steps that I'm going to give you to be able to nail that first impression. Number one is you need to show up on time and do your homework. So the first thing is simply showing up 
on time. If you've got an interview, yeah, it's pretty obvious to show up on time, but you wouldn't believe the number of people that are late, especially let's say it's a Skype interview. You're on the other side of the world and you're meeting with someone. Um, Well, you need to get that technology figured out well before you show up for the interview. Because yes, you had to spend five minutes, your computer had to reload, all this other stuff. So you're going to have plenty of excuses. But here's the deal. If you don't show up on time, then you have just sunk that first impression. Because this is, if you're on time, you're late. Does that make sense? You want to be early. You want to be there showing up prepared, having done your homework. So where is this conference going to be? You know, you don't want to be out there combing the streets of San Diego looking for it. No, you want to have a very good idea. And then when you show up to the San Diego Conference Center, just using that one because I was just in San Diego, you want to know actually where it's at. That's a huge conference center. And sometimes there are conferences that are only at certain sections. So again, you've done your homework. You actually know who is going to be at the event so you know who to look for because Yeah, you're going to be at this event for two days and you're going to be out there networking or maybe it's just one night, but you've got, you walk into that room, there's 200 people there. Do you just randomly go through and start shaking hands and talking to people? Or do you actually have a list of people that you're going to be looking for that you really want to meet who are going to, you just know, bring a huge return on investment if you get to know them and find them at this conference? I know that's what I do. I usually look at, and a lot of these conferences, they don't do a great job of actually helping the people that are attending get to know and identify and connect with each other before, but they do put a list of their speakers out usually. They've also sometimes got lists or groups they invite the attendees to be a part of. And that's where I actually go through and I'm just doing all the work right before. The more work I can do before, the less work I'm going to actually have to do with the conference. And So I already know who I'm looking for. I've already messaged many of these people and probably even set up times to speak with them. Now, how does this apply to your personal life? Yes, if you're going to an extended family reunion, think about that. Do you know everybody's name, your third cousin from your wife's uncle? I I don't know, I just made that up. But the point is, if you don't know everyone's names, you don't want to be forgetting your own extended family's name at the reunion. So it would probably behoove you to actually do the research before, at least have the list of names, maybe friend them and start talking with them on, you know, a platform like Facebook or something. But you already are setting yourself up for success to be able to have a great first impression when you shake that hand, when you meet them, when you start talking to that woman and you know about her company, you've actually been a big fan, even though you just started following her YouTube videos a week ago. It's something that, hey, you're going to have a much deeper connection and she's instantly going to like and most likely trust you when you can make that type of connection. Tip number two, wear the right uniform. Now, I'm a huge fan of uniforms and I'm not talking about my Marine Corps blues. I'm not talking about a mil, you know, a police officer's uniform, but I am talking about you having a uniform for the event you're going to. So if it's a casual event, you've got your casual clothing. You've got that all laid out. If it's going to be more of a networking event for lawyers in New York City, then obviously you want to dress to that group and you need to know what you, your uniform is. Because first off, you represent you and your business. The San Diego conference I was just at, I can tell you that most people there were very casual. It's San Diego. 
I'm still wearing a sports jacket. I'm not wearing a full-on suit, but I am wearing a sports jacket. And the reason being is that represents my brand. It's my uniform. And I even brought it down a notch in terms of, you know, it wasn't a suit with the tie or anything. It was definitely something that for me was a bit more relaxed, but there was definitely, I was one of the more, I would say, well-dressed gentlemen walking around. But I need to do that because it it doesn't betray, when people find out about my brand, they know what I do, then it makes sense. I don't betray their expectations. I mean, if I was walking around in surfer gear and, you know, if I didn't own a surf company, that would, you know, that would, if I did own a surf company, that would make sense. But if I was wearing that type of a uniform and I tell them what I do, it would not make sense. And they would wonder, well, why are you so casually dressed? Why are you dressed in this manner? So make sure that you wear the right uniform so that you do not betray expectations. Tip number three, greet people properly. So whatever the cultural greeting is, you want to use it. Here in the United States, you're going to do a handshake. And that is between men. That's between women. It's just basically what we do when we meet. Now, it is something you want to give a firm handshake. And I'm not talking about a soul-crushing handshake. But I am talking about, hey, you know, just a little bit of a squeeze. You're going to be, you're not going to squeeze as hard when you're a man shaking a woman's hand. But with other men, you'll find that sometimes it's, you know, we want to get a good grip. Now, I have a smaller hand. And it is something that I need to make sure I get a good grip. And if I don't, I feel like I give, and it has happened, I feel like I give what's called the limp fish <laughs> type of handshake, then you need to immediately, oh, let me me give you a real handshake. And people like that. People like, oh, they understand it's a big deal. But you want to find out what the cultural greeting is. So if you're in India, if you're in China, if you're over in Japan, if you're over in South Africa, you find out, okay, how do people here naturally greet each other? And when in Rome, try to do as the Romans. Now, Understand that if you walk in and there's no one to greet, you actually are walking into a big room, people are networking. Who to greet? Well, let's look around. So there's usually people standing alone, not talking to anyone. Those are some of the easiest people just to walk right up to and introduce yourself, greet them, and start talking. But let's say there are none of those people around there. Then look for groups of three or more. Oftentimes, they're going to be, you know, these larger groups. It's easier to walk up in there. You're not, you don't have two people necessarily having a really intimate conversation, and you're able just to, you know, fit right in there and then go ahead and introduce yourself. Step number four is to make eye contact. So when you walk in and you're, again, introducing yourself, you want to instantly make eye contact with everyone there, especially if you're walking into a group conversation. Just look around, scan, you kind of greet. Maybe uh, oftentimes I do see, especially around men uh, here in the United States, we're just going to all start shaking hands. But it gets to a point when the circle is just too large. So looking around and just giving everyone a quick eye contact, I find works really well. But what you don't want to do is go in and just, there's three people already talking. You introduce yourself to one and you focus in on that one person who you do, you know, this is the person actually that you did want to network with, but don't ignore the other two. You've got to make sure and use your eye contact to acknowledge others. Tip number five, assume that everyone likes you. Now, the way I do this is I just think, oh, wow, I'm meeting up with a bunch of my old friends. And I do this in business because what happens when you get this feeling and you actually like buy into this and you act like this your body language changes. You're much more open. You're not nearly as closed. And there's little things that it's very difficult to train yourself to do that your body naturally falls into when you're around people that you trust. You're around people that are friends and other people are going to pick up on this. All of a sudden, you're going to come, oh, I like this guy. I trust this guy. You want to be engaging. 
You want to have fun. It's not about wowing these people with your knowledge. Don't think that somehow you need to put on this front and you want to really impress these people with how amazing, I don't know, with statistics or something. This isn't really the place. We're all just meeting each other. And it's something that you're not going to blow people away with the insights. At this point, everyone's trying to make a decision. Do I like these other people? Do I trust them? Tip number six, get their name right. Remember people's names. Nothing sounds sweeter to a person's ears than their own name. So say their name. That's going to help you remember it. I know for me, what I try to do is get a business card very early, especially at a business networking event when there's a wide range of people. One, I don't have to save it for the end, but two, it's a great trick. I forget their name. It's right there usually on the business card. Now, I do keep a pen with me and it is something that if I get a business card and the name is slightly different, let's say they introduce themselves as Tom, but on their business card, it's Thomas. I'll just write Tom in the orange jacket or, you know, well, most guys aren't wearing an orange jacket, but you get the point. I write down something that associates. Now, if I didn't, Tom, let's say Tom didn't have a business card, then I would say, you know what? This guy right here, looking at him, looking, he somewhat reminds me of my brother and he shares the same name as my brother, Tom. So very easy to remember. And I do things like that, but the entire time I'm thinking, I just don't forget their names. And this is a big deal. So again, saying their name, coming off your tongue, practice saying it. And guess what? This helps when you're in a group of people who just met each other because you re-saying that name actually helps those around you. Tip number seven, mimic. So we're talking about body language here. And that's usually when you're talking with one person or whoever you're talking with, if you're in a group, you look at their body language. Are they open? Are they crossing their arms? Are they kind of leaning in with one shoulder? Look at what they're doing with their body language. Are they using their hands quite a bit? Are they keeping their hands behind them? Don't be afraid to mimic. Now, don't go overboard with this, but it is something that when you're trying to better connect with someone and if you are worried about your body language and, okay, am I sending the right signals? Then just look at how this person's doing it and just copy what they're doing. This is something that people pick up on it subconsciously and they're much more open to people that, in a sense, remind them of themselves. Tip number eight, listen and ask questions to show that you were listening. I like to listen quite a bit more than when I'm talking. So for me, it's almost like a 10 to 1, 5 to 1. I'm not going to say, you know, the 10 to 1 is a little bit hard sometimes, especially if you're around a number of quiet people who actually are very good at connecting. They're going to want to know more about you. But believe me, there are always plenty of people out there that you're going to start talking with, and they are more than happy to talk about themselves. Let them talk about themselves to a point. Now I'll talk about how to get out of a conversation that someone keeps talking about themselves. But you want to give before you receive. And what you're giving is your full attention. You are not listening, waiting for your chance to speak. You are actually listening and processing what this person is saying and actually even repeating back to them things that they said and clarifying it or asking for clarification. And you're basically asking them questions that show, wow, this person was paying attention because this doesn't happen to people all the time. And they're going to want to talk with you. They're going to like someone who actually likes them and is interested in what they have to say. Now, when it comes to questions, when it comes to things you guys are talking about back and forth, avoid politics, avoid religion, avoid talking about the Second Amendment. Your goal is to find common ground, not to bring up things that can immediately split attention. So save things to talk about, 
talk about the food that, you know, you guys are staying at this hotel for this conference, this event. Let's talk about the food that's here. Where did you actually go for breakfast this morning? What did you, and that's always safe. Talk about the weather. Yes. The weather seems like a whole bunch of small talk, but you know, it's been some, you know, oftentimes there's a snowstorm. There's, you know, incredibly hot weather. Isn't this, isn't San Diego beautiful? It was when I was there. So where did you come from? You start finding things like this and all of a sudden what you're doing is you're better connecting with them. And again, they're going to trust you. They're going to like you more. Tip number nine, understand them. And then when you're explaining what you do, you craft the message to be memorable to them. And let me just give you an example of how this works. And I find this is one of my most powerful tips because when I talk with people, when I do this correctly, they remember me. First off, let's say I'm talking with, you know, an older woman and, you know, she's probably not in my demographic of who I would target with my YouTube channel or even with this podcast. But you know what? She's probably married or she's got a couple sons. She has a network of people who would love to learn about what I'm doing. So I usually bring up the problem I solve, which is, you know how most men don't dress well. And I find that the vast majority of people, when I say this, they're like, oh yeah, that's my son. Or, oh my gosh, yes, my husband. Or, oh my gosh, yeah, that's me. I'm that guy. And then, well, I use YouTube to make it, or maybe I'll talk about video if they are not super familiar with YouTube, but now most people are. But I'm like, I use video to make style applicable to the average guy. Or I use video to teach men how to use the science of style to leverage it, to get what they want out of life. And that's it. You know, it's like, I'll adjust it here or there the more I've learned about them. If they're a lawyer or they're a consultant, or if they are, they work, you know, blue collar, maybe they're a master electrician. Then in a sense, I'll talk about the uniform that an electrician could use to get more people to open their doors versus actually showing up, you know, not looking good in a torn up t-shirt and then, you know, not assuming that you're an electrician. And, you know, that right there, all of a sudden, that person's ears are, are peaked up. They're like, oh, this applies to me or the lawyer. How, you know, a lot of them actually get it. So it's oftentimes I'm preaching to the choir and I just talk about maybe some of the studies or how we've got dove into the stacks and we've got this research that shows that you can make $232,000 more over your career. Then, you know, consultants and lawyers get very interested. So, oh, I can make more money just by dressing in the right way. Well, this makes sense. And I'm, I basically make it relevant to them. And when I do that, all of a sudden, I become referable. I become unforgettable. I become memorable because I'm a problem solver that they would actually feel good introducing to someone who had the problem that I can fix. Next up, let's talk about bringing other people into the conversation. And this is something that people pick up on and they just like someone who's a team player. I always hate it when you got two people who are dominating in conversation and they're not bringing in the other two people that are around them. You want to pay attention to others and you want to ask questions of other people. And after you maybe talked about yourself for a minute, then you want to look over to your right, look to your left, the person that really hasn't said much and say, hey, you know, I, I, we haven't had the chance to meet you because this guy just walked in. So you want to introduce yourself. You want to introduce, you know, Mike or, or Tom who's over there. And, you know, you remember Tom's name, Tom, you know, you don't know very well. You've only known for five minutes, but you make an introduction between Mike and Tom. And all of a sudden you are a facilitator and you're bringing in those outliers. You're bringing in those people that were on the outskirts of the circle. You maybe take a step back to open up the circle, but all of a sudden you are showing that you're a team player. And this takes me to the final point is how to end the conversation correctly. 
So you just want to excuse yourself. Just say, excuse me, preferably when you're speaking or you're, you're talking, you want to talk for a few seconds and then say, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be heading over. And you can just want to give them a reason. It doesn't matter what the reason is. I'm not saying that you need to tell them, hey, I'm heading to the toilet, got to take care of business here. No, we don't need to get into that much detail. But you could say, hey, excuse me, I'm going to go grab something to drink. Or, or excuse me, I just saw someone that I haven't talked with for a year. I got to go catch up with them. People get it and they appreciate that. You should have reasons you can be, excuse me, I, guys, I need to head out. That right there is a reasonable, a good excuse. But Notice you made that introduction, and that's what I love about making introductions. Because let's say that you were talking with someone that is just dominating your time, and this is not someone that you're enjoying the conversation with. When you bring somebody else in, you actually have made that introduction. Well, you are allowed then to go ahead and leave. And it's, I will admit, it's a little bit harder when you're having a one-on-one, but that's when you need to, hey, I maybe get a little bit more specific in the reason and what you're going to be doing. I do like to collect follow-up details if I haven't. So I will ask for business cards. If there's someone I really want to connect with or stay in touch with immediately, let's say it's a family event, then oftentimes I'll say, hey, here's my phone. I've already got my contact part pulled up and they just enter their own phone number and contact details right there. So that's an easy way to do that, especially, you know, most personal, uh, at a family event, they're not going to carry business cards, although calling cards are perfectly cool. All right, guys, I'm going to interrupt you really quick because I want to let you know about a podcast I'm proud to introduce you to. My friend Jordan Harbinger has now started The Jordan Harbinger Show. And guys, this is a new podcast, but this guy's been podcasting for 11 years over at The Art of Charm. He's now moved on to something new, and I want you guys to go check him out and support him. A great friend of mine, I just had breakfast with him and his wife in San Diego, and I am excited to see him going off on his own. Now, this podcast, if you like self-improvement, if you like to be entertained, if you like to have fun, but at the same time, become a better man, become a better person, you are going to love what Jordan Harbinger is all about. And this one is more for, the, you know, it's not just for guys. His show is for anyone that wants to basically listen to interviews and be able basically to improve themselves, to be able to cultivate resilience, uh, grit, how to handle uncertainty, instability, how to protect your mindset that you're performing at the top of your game. If you like that kind of stuff, guys, you are going to love The Jordan Harbinger Show. So go find them over on iTunes. Just type in The Jordan Harbinger Show, do a quick search, or go to jordanharbinger.com. But I think if you go to Google, just type it in, it will pop up. You can also look for it on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. Guys, go check them out. Amazing show and a great guy. Let me wrap this up by saying again, we form impressions fast and we stubbornly stick to them and most people screw this up. So use this to your advantage. You want to keep it positive. You don't want to talk bad about people. You want to be a lighthouse. You want to be someone that when you walk in that room, it is just like, oh, that guy, I just like to be around him. You want to be that positive. There's enough negativity out there. So I will wrap it up with that. So if you guys enjoyed this, I want you to go check out the show notes. They're going to be over at realmenrealstyle.com forward slash episode 110. And over there, I'm going to link to quite a few other videos, link to some of the other you know, resources we've got there at Real Men Real Style, which you guys probably know we've got not only this podcast, I've got a video channel, I've got tons of great contacts over on social media, over 3,000 articles, over 100 infographics, just so many great tools that you could be using over there. I've got premium courses, uh, coaching, I mean, free eBooks, just tons of great resources. So make sure to go check out the website. Sound good? Take care. 
Thank you for listening to the Personal Image System Podcast. If you would like more information on men's style, business communication, and grooming, go check out realmenrealstyle.com. There, you're going to find my free eBooks and our premium courses to help you take action on the information that will improve your life. I'm Antonio Centeno, and until next time, stay stylish.